You're listening to the County Life Podcast with him over there, Chris Ridgway, and me, Martin Johnston. Live podcast is sponsored this year by the Spinning Top, the best pub we think in Stockport. It has a fantastic range of regular and guest craft ales, porters, lagers, anything you could want in a craft beer. It's a fantastic place to watch live music and it's on the A6 and often plays out um, the full match commentary of county games from uh, Imagine 104.9 FM. It's definitely the best place for county fans, we think, so get yourself on down there. Uh, first up this week, as ever, Chris's full interview, then this is the only place you can hear it, remember, with County Manager Jim Gannon. Jim, a frustrating draw uh, at Bradford at the weekend. It almost felt like a loss, of, you know, conceding the late equaliser. Everything's settled, you've had a chance to look back on it in a couple of training sessions. Just give us your thoughts on the game. Uh, I'm still very frustrated. Uh, really, really um, angry about the, the game and um, the way it evolved. Um it's very hard to take all the positives, the way we played, um, the chances we created and the way we went about business. It's very hard to take because we deserved a lot more than the point. But, you know, credit to Bradford. They, they stayed in the game, um, put on a late sub and he stole um, a point for them. And they'll be really pleased because it keeps them in a good position. But uh, from our perspective, it was it certainly felt like two points lost. Let's try and pick out some positives. I mean, there were there were things to, to, to talk about. I thought Jake Kirby did well on his first start. Conor DeMeo came into the squad. There were other positives. Niall Bell, because of the injury to Frank, which we'll speak about in a moment, he had most of the game to try and make an impression. What were your thoughts on their performances? Well, that, that's where I've kind of said that um, in the programme notes this week that um, one of the silver linings for the injuries we've had is that is the the need to get up to speed people like Niall, Connor, and uh, Jake. And I think that you know we know they've got qualities, and uh, and I think um, I think there were in good enough shape to be able to be involved on Saturday. And I think that, you know, they show that they can play a part in, in the first team picture. Uh, it's going to be a tough season. And, um, you know, we've had eight or nine stalwarts so far this year that, you know, the, the loading's been fantastic. The thresholds for work have been brilliant. Um, but we need 11 and then 14 um, and then 16 and challenging them. So, um, yeah, but I was really pleased for those guys because I think they contributed to the positive parts of the game. I want to speak to you about the shape of the squad and how people are looking. We have to start, of course, with Frank Mulher, and He went off quite early on in the Bradford game. How's he looking? Yeah, it was a strange one because we were naturally very concerned. Um, there, there was a lot of talk about people hearing a popping noise. Um, but, um, you know, we he's been assessed by the, the A&E um, and then our own doctor seen him. And it sounds like that he's had some major movement within his knee. Uh, you know, ligament-wise, but it's all settled down very well to manifest itself that there isn't a lot of major damage. So, naturally, we're concerned and we've taken this last week um, gingerly with him, but um, the lad's um, uh, proven himself to be very close to fitness, um, so we expect him to play a part this weekend in, in, in one of the two games, so that's a real bonus for us because, again, we're a little bit concerned that damage to the MCL or any structural damage to the knee, he might have been out for four, five, six weeks like Scott Duxbury, so... Um, you know, Frank's been a, a, a huge plus for us so far this season, so it's good to have him uh, fit and well. We'll pick apart the opponents to come in a few minutes, but first and foremost, because there is two games 
in such a short amount of time. How do you how do you manage your squad? How do you manage your players with little niggles and knocks and strains, if you like, over the two games? Is it one for you to look and maybe rotate players around? I haven't looked at that to be honest with you. I've been more, uh, con- you know, forget about the two games Saturday Monday. I've been more focused on the fact that we've had an empty week. Um, so what we did is we brought the majority of the lads in on Monday for a double session. Uh, we trained in the morning rather than the evening. Um, and that way then we could have an afternoon session. So, uh, And all the lads trained really well on that. And it was good loading. Um, we had a lot of players come through that thinking, looking fitter and stronger for the experience. So, um, And obviously Tuesday and Thursday then we were able to concentrate more on the team shape. But it's been very much just concentrating on Alfredton. Um, uh, Luke and Nick have been working really hard on getting everybody up to speed to make sure everybody, um, you know, 16, 17, 18 players are all fit and raring to go for, for Saturday. Uh, they can't all play. And um, it's just up to those lads that have built confidence in us to say that should a lad look a bit tired or have a little nigger or a knock, and we could rest them on Monday and play them. But I think the, the main focus really for us is just to concentrate on Alfredton, play, play our stronger side, play our stronger subs, uh, manage the game as well as we can. And if we come out with that with a win, then obviously we can take stock Saturday night and uh, prepare ourselves for Kidderminster, which will be an equally tough game. But It'd be nice to be on the back of a positive result at Edgley Park, knowing that we could go to Kidderminster and um, match up shapes with him and, um, and and play nice and solid and, and do what we've done away from home so far this season, which is has been pretty pretty tight and um, you know being competitive in, in, and put ourselves in positions to win games. It is Alfredton this weekend, of course. They're making an impression this season. They've got Billy Heath in, they've got Tom Denson in. They're a big physical side. What what attack? What what threats do they pose this weekend? Well, you know, you know Billy Heath's sides and he's got a great track record of getting North Ferriby and Halifax out this level and uh, much of it is based around um, fairly direct play uh, with um, Tom Denton. I think at Halifax that kind of got a little bit tiresome to the fans um, and they fell, fell out of love with um, Billy and uh, Tom. Um, but it's, you know, certainly quite effective for this level and I wouldn't be surprised if um, Billy, Tom... Uh, you know, players like Pennycut and Platt, Hottie, and, you know, they've got solid back four as well. So they've got a very, very strong team, you know, and, and they've invested very well down there. Um, and I expect them to be very, very competitive this year because it's not just now at this time of the year, but, you know, over the winter months, they'll they'll, they'll know how to grind out results. So, uh, but we can expect a, a big, strong side, full of six-footers, lots of balls being thrown into the box, lots of, goal kicks and free kicks deliver with quality lots of physical presence so it's going to be a real challenge for us to make sure we keep a clean sheet in this game You mentioned that there are a lot of six foot pluses playing for Arthurton and maybe Stockport County's thing that this season isn't the hype factor how do you get around that do you, do you get the ball down on the deck and move it around and or do you try and match them up and go in strength for strength um, No no we can't we, we just don't have the players to match up physically um, we don't have six foot seven Centre backs. We, you know, we are what we are, and um, we're built for uh, for a, our own game. Uh, but we have to be willing as a team to come up with strategies to be able to to deal with what I feel like, like York, for example, and Southport. You know, teams with a little bit more physical edge. Um, you know, and, and Touchwood. So far, we've not conceded from a set play in the first five games, and that's testament to the work the lads have done on the training ground, because we, we we noticed that that was an issue pre-season. Um, you know, where we're conceding goals from corners. So we've tightened that up. We've come up with a strategy that works to our players' best strengths. Mm-hmm. Uh, everybody's got a part to play in that. Um, but that will be severely challenged in this game. 
I'm sure, uh, and throughout the season. But it's a it's a great record to have. Um, you know, so far we've only conceded four goals and all them from crosses. So that's another area we've been working really hard in training. But uh, but on the other side, we've we've been looking at the way we want to play, the the efficiency of how we move the ball up the pitch, um, the effectiveness of our penetrative play. Our own set plays, our, our maintenance of possession at the right time, and, a, and our opportunity to, to 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 get in and hurt teams at the right time. So, uh, so we're, we're learning and we're learning quick. But this week has certainly helped our field really consolidate a lot of those key principles, and uh, not just amongst the first team who've been playing it and feeling it, but amongst the um, the lads who are chomping at the bit to get involved. Just a quick look ahead past Alfreton to Kidderminster, simply because there's going to be two games before we do this again. Uh, next week, what what kind of team are Kidderminster this season? They're not. I don't think that they're the, they're the threat that they were last season. With all due respect, and they've lost a manager, a few players. What are they about this season that you know? Well, Kidderminster are a full time side with some good quality players. I mean, they've still got the likes of Ironside, Bradley. They've still got Horsfield. So they've still got a lot of those key players. I think you know they lost uh, Sanoop and maybe Negatwala, uh, a couple of players that you know gave them a little bit of an edge, but. Um, but the, the new manager knows what he's doing. Um, they they have changed shape. It seems, um, you know, early on they they were using a, a free man defence and um, perhaps like on the back of the World Cup trying to emulate what England have been doing and trying to suss out that there's a lot of teams like Solihull Moors and Brackley that have been very very competitive at this level and even Chorley with a with a back five. So uh, they're obviously finding their way in this division. Um, they've had some reasonable results. Um, uh, but they've been, you know, I expect them to be there about. Last year they lost a couple of players and uh, it took a little bit while for their full-time structure and their players to get gelled. Uh, but when they did, they were very strong last year and were in the top top five. So I'd expect the same this year. And I know um, from historically that Kidderminster is a tough place to go because they, um, they can play a good brand of football on their own pitch. So uh, a different challenge for us in terms of being pulled around and passed, um, you know, across the pitch. Um, than, than Alfreton but you know like I said first and foremost our focus is purely on just sort of preparing our lads mentally and physically for Alfreton and then uh, like I said what's really important for us is to, to keep the keep the uh, unbeaten run at home you know try to maximise um, the wins here especially if we've not picked up maximum points away from home and I think on the back of a Bradford draw we'd be aiming you know pushing hard for a win and then that puts us in a position where we can go to Kidderminster and like I said just um like previous year, unlike previous years, we can be a little bit more solid and then just see uh, what we can get out of the game by our own way of playing. Old sayings and cliches say don't judge a team until 10 games into a season. So a, a mini milestone, if you like, as we're now halfway there. We've seen wins, we've tasted defeat and we've had a draw as well. What's your assessment five games into the season? Um, you know, uh, I think we've done OK. Um, it was a really tough start. Uh, albeit FC United was always going to be a game where we'd have high energy at home. But, you know, York away, Southport away, Kidderminster away, and then having Bradford away in there, and, and then the likes of uh, Alfreton and Geisley at home, you know, big, strong side. So um, I'd just like us to be in, in around the top four or five at the end of this month, and then we can do a lot of work in September on the training pitch as we move into our kind of three-day-a-week. Um, and then I'd like to think that we'll start seeing the team really gelling and starting to impose itself. But... Um, yeah, five games in, we're pleased. I would have been really pleased if we'd won against Bradford and had 10 points because that's the benchmark of two points a game. Um, but like I said, uh, the, the challenge for us now was to make sure that after these two games, we're still in the strong position we're in and then, uh, you know, just build on that and move forward. Um, last season, we were 
We weren't great away from home. We weren't great against the, the sides at the top. So the next two games are going to be a real challenge to see whether we've made that step forward in that regard. Just finally, Jim, going into the two games, what is the shape of the squad? We spoke about Frank. A few keen eye fans will have seen Adam Thomas on the pitch doing a, a warm up before the Bradford game. How, how's the squad looking in general? Yeah, um, I mean, well, Adam Thomas has been had an enforced absence for family reasons, so he's back in the fold. And um, again, he just needs he just needed a good week's training. Gives us a great option. He, he give us an option, especially maybe down the middle. If um, you know Niall was tiring uh, in the absence of Frank, but he also gives us a little bit of um, something different on either flank. Um, so that's he's great. It's great to have him back. Um, like I said, Connor's fitter, uh, Jake's fitter, and they're feeling part of it. Uh, Niall's feeling part of it. So uh, very very strong sixteen, and, uh, and you know I have to say strong eighteen. So um, like I said, we're just uh, you know if we can get Frank back in the fold this weekend. And then push really hard with Scott Duxbury for the following weekend, and we'll be in good shape going into September. But like I said, what's most important: these lads dig deep, work hard, get a great result uh, on Friday, uh, Saturday, and then we'll take that buoyancy and confidence into to Monday's game and see if we can finish this month in a really strong position. And if we do that, then the challenge then is to kick on. Double header, Jim. All the best. Thanks so much. So Chris, main theme of the week, and we really didn't want to be in this position uh, using this word, but the F word, frustration. Yeah, I mean, um, it it looked, it was always going to be a tough test. Going to a team like Bradford, they're physical, they know the pitch well, they're, they're just a difficult team. They're in the playoffs last season, so credit where it's due, they've strengthened, they've signed players that we know all too well, players like Ben McKenna, they've got Ollie Johnson, they've got Mark Ross, so we know exactly what they're about. So it was going to be a tough test, but... It frustrates me that we know what they're about, but then we can't quite do the job. That being said, a lot of positives. Um, Jim will know as much as anyone. It was frustrating to let the late goal in, um, and then you can bet your, you know, your bottom dollar, penny to a pound, whatever. They will be working this week on training in how to hold on to a lead because this weekend it'll be another test similar to the one last week. Yeah, lots of positives as you say, but. A bit like, you know, the Champions League had three freak goals in there. Maybe you take out a, a worldie that Matty Warburton scored and you take out, you know, a late goal for them. Yeah, Are you saying that it should have been nil-nil, so therefore we're still at square one? No, not exactly, because Matty Warburton will be kicking himself. Uh, it was a very, very weak penalty um, that would have put County 1-0 up just before half-time, which is almost the perfect time to score, or the worst time to be scored against. Um so the penalty that he had, he very confidently picked the ball up, but he did this staggered run, which I hate seeing. I hate seeing if it's Paul Pogba for Manchester United or Matty Warburton as Stockport County. I don't think they should do it. I think it's off-putting for them more than the keeper. Um, anyway, I, you know that's something he'll have to work on, and he, he does put a lot of time onto penalties, so he'll be frustrated with himself more than anybody. Um, that meant it could have been 1-0 going in at half-time, different story. He did make up for it. It, like you say, it was a worldie, you know, 30-odd yards out, keeper left with no chance. Um, for me, it's keeping hold of the ball, playing it <clears throat> playing it smart, hustling a little bit, getting the ball out to safe areas when there's only five minutes, ten minutes left on the clock. If you keep the ball and keep it away from your goal, the opposition can't score. It's basic stuff. Um, unfortunately, it was Callum Mantak this week who was caught, you know, um, used the cliche that you like, but he had his pocket picked. Um, and that's led to the break 
that Bradford have equalised. Draw is probably a fair result in hindsight, but we could have had three points. And as the gaffer once famously said, it's not what you deserve, it's what you take. Yeah, absolutely. And not you know, putting the rose-tinted spectacles on, but another way of looking at this is not conceding many, not scoring many, but... You know the back. The back is pretty much sorted out. You just need to start scoring goals. And you said Mulhern's playing well to me off air, so you know that's a good sign. Yeah. Matty did get a goal, so starting to come together up there. What's the? It is. I mean, Frank has been playing well this season. I think he's offered something very, very different. He's maybe not got the goals he would have liked, uh, but obviously he's he's limped off with this injury at the weekend. So we're going to have to just see uh, what there is there. See what the gaffer says on it. See what the, the physios say nearer Saturday. Um, but the, the positives up top for me this weekend were Conor DeMeo uh, and Jake Kirby coming in. They've, they've both finally got their first starts for the club since returning in Jake's uh, case. And Conor, for me, he looks a very, very special player. You can tell he's played at a higher level. The Irish youth international, isn't he? he this is it. Well, you know, He's an under-21 Ireland international. When the ball gets to his feet, that is a professional footballer there doing his job. Uh, it's great to see, I'm sure... The fans will have picked up on it. The thing is, he looks such a slight figure, so he's not. He's always likely to get bustled around. You know, these are big industrial centre halves he's coming up against. But when he can get the ball and dictate the tempo like that, you know, with a fully fit Frank Mulhern in front of him, fully fit Jake Kirby one side, fully fit Matty Warburton the other side, and then behind him the bit of steel in your likes of Jordan Keane and Paul Turnbull. That to me is a dynamic. Uh, Price going forward. And fair play to you, you picked him as your one to watch in this game. Um, do you see him starting from now on? Is it time for him to start? Yeah, well, I mean, Jim, in fairness, not just Jim, most football managers, they, they tend to stick by the players who keep hold of the shirt, if you like. If somebody wants to come back in, if Darren Stevenson wants to come back into the squad or Callum Mantak or anybody else want to come in, they, they have to take the shirt from him now. So it's, it's really Connor's to lose. Connor... Conor DeMeo, Jake Kirby, they they were they were the front foot players. You know, they were the players taking the game to Bradford. They didn't have a lot of joy. You know, the midfield was starved a little bit in in the centre of the park, and there are things that County need to work on in retaining possession in the defensive thirds, so the attacking guys can do their job. But when County were on the front foot, it was those guys going through the gears. So. If you're a Stevenson now, or if you're any of the other players who are looking to get in the squad, you've got to go and take that shirt from Conor DeMeo. So, if I'm the gaffer, those two in particular are nailed on to start for me on Saturday. So, is he taking over from being one to watch to your player of the week? Or are you giving that to Kirby? or No, who, I, who else? I think I think you have to go with Conor. Um, I would give a special mention to Niall Bell. Um, you know, it's, he's come on within the first few minutes after Frank Mulhern's gone off injured. It's not a nice way to make your. It's almost his full debut. You know, he's not he's not actually started a game yet. But he's a young lad, very raw, very you know, a lot of work needs to be done. But there is clearly something there. So he's come on away at Bradford Park Avenue, who are looking to get back into the playoffs. Uh, you know, with a big, strong, experienced pairing at the back, Mark Ross, who we know too well, Gianluca Haven, we know too well. These are big, strong guys, and he's got to go up and he's got to try and boss them around and lead this this line, this Jake Kirby, Conor DeMeo. He's got to lead that. He's got to be the focal point. So there's a positive there. I want to give him a, a, a shout out. He's, all right, he's not done enough to get Player of the Week, the prestigious <laughs> Player of the Week. Um, you've got to go with Conor on that, but he deserves a pat on the back there. He deserves a hell of a lot of credit. And, you know, that's going to 
coming off the bench in difficult situations, that's what happens with young players. That's how you build your career. That's how you, you know, like Connor and, and Jake have done, you know, that's how you kind of grab that shirt. So it won't have done him any harm. Yeah, if I had one criticism of him, it would be that he's not done enough yet in in that he's trying to do the basics right. And I can see that. I can see why he's doing that. He's looking to impress the manager, not the fans. But for me, as a young lad, you've got to get the fans on side, especially as a striker, big number nine, strapping young lad like he is. For me, go and, go and be exciting. Demand the ball. You know, Be seen raising your voice, getting in defenders' faces, bullying, pushing around. Be the big unit that you are. I understand the gaffer has his tactics and he wants you to... You know, bring the other players into play and, and whatnot, and that's great, and that's fine. Do your job. But at the same time, that number nine shirt, you look back over the years, who, which players have held, have held that number nine shirt? Brett Angel celebrated his 50-something birthday this, this week. Kevin Francis, you know, Luke Beckett. These players are big, big players. You can be the, you can be the guy that those same set of fans look to now. So... Be the guy. Step up. Make a name for yourself. And I hope he does that. I don't like I said. I don't know how Frank, how long Frank's going to be. But with the double header this weekend, it's likely we're going to see more of him. So be an impact player. Be be a big name and go and make a, a statement. Well, it sounds like he's got the equipment. You know, um, one late last minute header in front of the Cheadle end will certainly do him, do him no harm. And, and and as you know, as we often say. Get one to bouncing off your knee as well, you know, and just get the ball rolling. Won't do him any harm. So yeah, two um, another. They come thick and fast, you know, yeah. especially at this time of the season. Two two more tough <coughs> tests coming up. How do you see those playing out? Well, it's the bank holiday weekend, so we're always going to see this this double header. Um, Alfreton first up. Alfreton, I've always fancied to be a little bit of a dark horse this year. Maybe it's a bit more obvious than a dark horse, if you like. They've got Billy Heath in as manager. Everybody knows what Billy Heath is about. He was the same at North Ferriby. He was the same at Halifax. And guess what? He's bringing the same players. He's been players. chosen to do a specific job there. He's bringing the same players in at Alfreton. Tom Denton, the world famous at this level. Tom Denton, every club linked with him every summer. The big target man up front. He's, you know, he's there to do a job. So, County have to man up to that. Now, the positives, if you're Jim Gannon, is you can see that you know exactly what it's about. You know all about it. The, the downside of it is you know exactly what he's going to do to you. If he's on his top game, there's not a lot you can do about it. Similar to John Parkin at, at York the other week. So uh, it's going to be, a, I, I think, either a very dull, cagey game with both midfields and both defenders trying to cut out the passes through to the big lads up top before they even get a chance to do anything, or... It's going to be a, a go for it slugfest where they're playing up to their big guy and we're playing up to the likes of Connor and Jake to rip them to pieces. And if that happens, I mean, we've seen high scoring games with Alfreton in the past. You know, it lives in the memory. Gary Stopforth getting the winner there at Edgeley Park a couple of years ago in a, in a 4 3 game. It, it could, that could happen again. Um, you just don't know. But there's a little bit of something tasty with Alfreton, especially, you know, with. Callum maybe looking to prove a point after giving the ball away last week. It's also the team he broke his leg against. So could he come on and maybe play a part? Would that be the dream? Um, that's an interesting one. Stockport County, Alfredton. You know, these none of these are, uh, you know, bell ringing huge games at this level, if you like. But there are some stern tests. Absolutely. And they are one of them. And I, I think, you know, what often happens, as you say, in these games where you're waiting to see how it will pan out, especially at Edgeley Park, teams come and they don't really... They don't really want the ball. They don't, They just want, as you say, they want to go toe-to-toe because of the record at Edgeley Park, because of the fans. And, you know, I can see it being, being that. They, they won't really want much of the ball. No. 
Uh, it's going to be it's going to be one that's that's going to be interesting. But obviously, because it's the double header, both managers also have to keep an eye on the Monday fixture. Now, Stockport County, hell of a test on Monday. They've got to go and make the trip to Kidderminster. A lot of people writing Kidderminster off this year, saying that they're not the force they were the last couple of years. Their manager left to go to QPR in the summer. Raft of players left the squad, left them a little bit in disarray. And yeah, you look at them, you think, okay, could be time to go for the juggler against Kidderminster. Kidderminster, who for me, have given some of the best football this league has seen in the last couple of seasons. I was going to say that, sitting in the studio over the last few years and listening to commentary, it always seemed to me that they were one of the best footballing sides that the county regularly come across these days. unbelievable. One of the most consistent, one of the best teams. Uh, However, they've not had that run of luck this season. Now, whereas you could say, yeah, let's go for the jugular and let's hit my... I expect that's what Jim Gannon will do. There's also a little bit to be wary of there. Because we've seen it when teams are in complete disarray, as Kidderminster. Disarray might, might be a little bit of a strong term, but they've lost a whole host of players. They're finding their feet in a new structure. Maybe that just gives them a little bit of uh, camaraderie, if you like. Uh, you know, There's a little bit of fighting spirit in them. Because their fans and their owners and, and everyone associated with that club will associate themselves within the top three positions of the division. And if they're not there, big questions are going to be asked and the players are expected to go and achieve that. To do that, they've got to beat teams like Stockport County. So, very big game on Saturday, very big game on Monday. Both, really, Stockport County want to get six points from this. You know, we're, we're looking to win the league this season, so let's not beat around it. A point, yeah, you might take it in advance. I never like admitting to that. We want to say we're going for six, so let's manage Saturday well to get onto Monday fully fit. Yeah, six would be absolutely fantastic. Four is not a bad result, um, especially with, uh, you know, a clean sheet in there as well you'd, you'd take that but um, what's the state of the squad then it, because that's a squad management two games so close start of the season you know a big game on, on the Monday a tough game on the Saturday what's the how would you manage that squad well to my knowledge there's still only Scott Duxbury that's, that's struggling following his injury um, at see York see what's happened to yeah. Frank he went for his MRI we're going to have to see what's happened with Frank Frank uh, did go to the hospital um when he came off against Bradford, it sounded like he had something similar to uh, the injury that Michael Clark had a couple of years ago, um, but that was quite serious. I'm not sure whether this was as bad. He was walking okay afterwards. So, um, yeah, we'll just have to wait and see what the physio reports and what everyone else says. However, you look back a step now, you've got Darren Stevenson. He'll be looking at that. If if Frank isn't fit, players like Darren Stevenson, Callum Mantak, they're going to be looking at this squad thinking... I might have just lost my place here. I need to take any opportunity I can get. If that comes in the way of an injury and I'm playing slightly out of position, then I need to go and get a couple of goals. I need to make something happen. And that's where your squad management comes in. That's where your man management comes in. You've got to put that rocket up these players, give them the incentive. The carrot is being dangled right in front of them now, and it's reachable. If there is a chance for them to get on, it's this weekend when there's two games in in three days. Let's do it. Let's go out and get it and prove to the fans, prove to the management, prove to the coaches you're able to do what you can do. And, you know, with that in mind, who's your one to watch? Who will you be keeping a special eye on over the two games? For me, the one still to watch is going to be Jake Kirby because he looks very good. This He didn't rip up trees against Bradford. You know, we're not talking about a reinvention of Messi here. We're talking about a very, very good Division 6 player. If he can get his fitness up now, if he can start running with this and you know getting that game time under his belt, we can start to see a very, very strong player in here. But it's all about the consistency. So we need players around him like Paul Turnbull, Conor DeMeo, players with that higher level experience 
to manage the game around him, give him the ball where he wants it, let him make these runs, let him stretch his legs a little bit. Then from him, in return, we want to see we want to see goals, we want to see assists, we want to see exciting players being taken on, etc. So for me, the one to watch this week, I'm going to go for Jake. And now that uh, your baby's doing well, yeah, you're, you're Margaret Rose. What's it? Maggie, Maggie Rose? Rose Maggie yeah. Rose. Yeah, Maggie Rose. She's over a week old now. Over a week old, and now you've got some rest. You'll be at uh, both games. You're back. You're back in action I'm, as well. I'm back in action as well. We might even have some. New music to bring as well, <laughs> so you can uh, you can hear Chris and of course John Kieran on Imagine one hundred four point nine FM for full live match commentary of both games. Chris, thanks. Thanks.